Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wiley, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast that I hope gives you sexual hope and inspiration so that we can all co-create a sexier world by sharing our personal experiences, discoveries, and fantasies. Our guest today is a 24-year-old non-binary Bolivian human. They are bisexual, single, and submissive, but want to learn to dom. They work in the weed industry, live in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome, Edie. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Can you start off by telling our listeners today, if you had to rate yourself on a shame-o-meter with 10 being super shamey and one being not so shamey, where do you fall right now? Um, I actually been thinking about this question a minute. I would say maybe about four or five. I think when I was younger, I would have rated it like a zero and been like super rebel about it. But now as I grow older, I kind of feel a little bit more shame sometimes when I really think back. Okay. And what is your sex life like right now? Just a little overview. Ugh, not too good because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I've been really careful and just like honestly not feeling too sexual these days. I think like my libido has just been different. Okay. I don't know if it has to do with the pandemic or what is going on, but it's just not been feeling too horny lately and not too many partners. I feel you. How long would you say that lately has been lasting? months okay six seven months okay. yeah okay hope is on the horizon hopefully oh i can't wait <laughs> okay so now take us back to your early years when do you first remember hearing about sex see that is definitely like a interesting subject because i came from bolivia my mom and i immigrated here when i was really little like three or four hmm. and so my mom was basically getting to know the, the the culture here as well as I was like we were both just new wow. at everything and I got a lot of influence from like tv music videos movies 
MTV, <laughs> you know, and she never really gave me too much like information about it. So mm-hmm. I kind of just learned what it what it was, but not really what it meant. Do you remember how you learned what it was? With my mother, she she taught me more about like the prevention of molestation and things okay. like that. Like she was really adamant about like protecting myself, like coming from a single life, like she immigrant mother. She was always like really adamant about protecting myself, and and I always knew that it had something to do with sex because she mm-hmm. said it was a sexual thing, but I didn't understand why. And when I did understand why, it was like why <laughs> I kind of didn't get. Uh, the understanding until I was maybe after puberty like 12 years old like where I felt horny like I knew adults did it and it was either bad or it was good and if it was bad it made you feel uncomfortable oh wow okay I think a lot of the things like in early days like that had to do with sex that I was really interested in was music because when I was growing up I was alone a lot my mom was a single mom working all the time I don't, I'm a sing. I mean, I'm an only child, so I don't have siblings. And I just hung out and listened to my mom's records or her CDs. And she never like, you know, limited me with that. So I was into like, you know, Joe and Jet, Guns N' Roses, like all that stuff, like a lot of 80s hair, metal and rock <laughs> kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Like, and so when I was around like 10 or uh, 11 years old, like, I remember I was visiting my dad for the summer and there's this song by Guns N' Roses and it's called Rocket Queen. Uh-huh. And I remember listening to that song and in the song there's a there's a part of it where it's like just this woman like having an orgasm like and it's like a long minute of, of her just like moaning and getting getting like more and more. Ooh, and Did I remember like being oh. in my dad's house and listening to the song like not really like. No, but that was like the first time I ever heard like sex noises like that loud in my ear yeah. basically. And like I remember getting so nervous, like looking around like as if everybody knew or something like because like I was just listening to it on the couch. And like all of a sudden I just realized what I was hearing and then I like looked around my whole family sitting there. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and I just ran to my room and I was just like. I felt like horny. Like it was was like, that was the first moment that I was like, what is that? Like, why is she sound so happy? (laughs) And like, why is it in the song too? You know what I mean? Like I I was so curious about that. And I loved like that, that rock aesthetic and vibe, like ever since I was little. So I was just really curious about that sexual aspect of it because it was a big sexual aspect of of that culture you know do you feel like that noise or hearing that influenced the noises that you make in sex at all why have I not been asking people about the noises they make more that's that's actually really I mean I love I love listening to noises I think that's probably like a lot of the part that I like a lot about sex is Mm. just hearing like moans like especially even when I'm with male partners I'm like yes like moan like I love when people moan so I think that is now that I think back to it that could be why because that was the first and I would listen to that song on repeat (laughs) like every time (laughs) when I was little because I just wanted to hear that noise again and like feel warm (laughs) yeah I didn't know what it meant really yet but I knew it was something that I couldn't talk about and it was like something my mom wasn't ready to talk about with me yet and Mm. I just trusted her so it was just kind of like that but it was like ooh, like 
I got excited. <laughs> so I think it did. I did influence me a little bit mm-hmm. on the, on the noises I make. I, I'm quite loud. I, I don't hold back. <laughs> and has it always been that way, or did, like does it just come out of you and you let it be free, or was did you ever have self consciousness around it, or was there a journey? Because I used to be so silent, and now I'll make crazy noises, but I don't even know what they are because I'm just having fun. I think I always was like pretty vocal, and I think there was moments like that I've been like silenced because, mm-hmm. and it's embarrassed me kind of like, they'd be like, Oh, you're being too loud. And I'd be like, Oh shit, you know, and, and feel kind of weird about that. And it would throw mm-hmm. me off mm-hmm. for sure. But norm- generally I've never felt uncomfortable. I like to make noises. I think it's sexy. So even if I'm not necessarily like, ah, I like to make the noise anyway, cause it just fills the silence <laughs> and it just it makes this continuously hot I think in my opinion so uh I just want to note for our listeners <laughs> that they made an adorable like ah with the tongue out face when they said that <laughs> yeah so in those moments where you were told that you were too loud I'm using air quotes mm-hmm. what were the circumstances that made it too loud I think it was just like I was, you know, we were teenagers, so maybe like I was being too loud for like their friends on the other room Mm, or something like that. Or they were just kind of like, I don't know, maybe they were just shocked by the fact that I was being loud. Just like a general shame judgment of too loudness. Yeah, I think that was a lot of the times it was either, you know, you know, actually a reason why I should be quiet or. Or just because it just, you know, was made them feel weird. And I'm like, what? Mm, yeah. <laughs> so I never really understood it. But that never really, like, affected me that much. Like, I, okay. I'm like, I like being loud. <laughs> did you get sex ed in school? Yes, I did. When, in middle school, though, it was, mm. like, right when I started puberty. And by that age, I was really interested in sex. I don't know. I, I used to watch a lot of Sex in the City when I was okay. little. And, like, I just loved like Miranda because yeah when I was growing up like my mom she just let me watch anything you know it was more it was like her way of of being like oh this is the American culture you know yeah. and it was just you know like my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and the fucking you know like I was dancing to all that singing to all that my mom would sing to it and I would just giggle because she didn't know what she was saying <laughs> you know like I would just dance in front of the tv and I would I would like love it and I didn't understand what my milkshake brings all the voices of the yard met, but like it was, it was kind of like, you know, it was sexy and I knew what sexy meant and that it was attractive, mm. like female women on TV that scandalous, like that was attractive. And I always was attracted to that bad girl thing. Like oh. I, I thought that, that was cool. Like I thought that, you know, being a bad girl, like punk kind of girls, Avril Lavigne when I was like really little, like things like that were just attracted to me, you know, those like alternative type of people. Yeah. That was hot. I mean, I didn't know that that was hot at the time, but I'm sure I knew low key. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. So that was kind of my influence growing up was just a lot of females on on TV influencing me and and what sexuality looked like more than what it really meant because I didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. Was it just the two of you growing up? Yeah, she it was just me and her basically. Like for a minute she had a boyfriend. Like she had boyfriends coming, you know, single mother life, you know, and I got to know some of them. She didn't really talk much about sex, like I said, but she definitely like let me express myself. And okay. Wasn't a, the type of person to like tell me something was bad from sexuality. It was always just like be careful of certain men. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, this is a new question that I haven't asked people. I have been thinking a lot lately about the word sexy and what it means because I have been trying to say things like, we're going to make the world a sexier place. And I'm discovering that that means completely different things to different people. So in this point in time in your life, what does sexy mean to you? Oh my God, it has changed so much. When I first learned about what sexy was, it was always like very promiscuous looking women or whatever on the TV. And my mom would always be like, oh, she's so, she's so slutty, you know? And it wasn't ever a bad thing or not. It was just kind of like, low-key implied don't be like that you know mm, but okay. at the same time in my head I was such a little rebel that I was like I can't be like that <laughs> you know but then later now in life like just discovering new things about myself I have different things I find sexy like like not just big boobs and, and things like that like I find just personality things yeah. forks you know weird things are just sexy for whatever reason it turns me on and it's not something necessarily sexual yeah, just little things I find more attractive now that I would have never really found sexy. But now it's like, that turns me on instead of like, oh, that's cute, you know. Yeah. It's not just about your body. It's not just about how you express yourself. It's about like yourself and what makes you personally sexy to somebody because it's usually something unique. <laughs> yeah. And that's cool. Can you tell us the beginnings of your own sexual journey? How did it start? I think, like I said, I didn't really know too much about sex when I was little, but I did play with myself when I was little. Like, I, I kind of noticed one day I just realized that it felt good to rub up against my pillow or, or my teddy bear or something. And I just kind of started to do it. And I never really associated it with sex because I didn't think about anything specific. I just knew that it felt good. And mm -hmm. the more I did it, it felt better. Do you remember approximately so, how old you were? I think I was about like nine or ten. Okay. Like nine or eight it was around that age range I don't exactly remember yeah. but I remember that I was doing it a lot and I knew now that it, I probably had some idea of what it was because I never told anybody yep yep same <laughs> you know but <laughs> I do. to me it didn't really feel like sexual or anything it was just like my little secret you mm. know like nobody knew that I, I would do this at nighttime or you know and when I was younger living with a single mom like I said it was just she had boyfriends. It wasn't a lot, but I would definitely hear things sometimes, like at night, you know, like yeah. she would have her boyfriends over and I would wake up in the middle of the night and be like, what's happening? <laughs> so I think that that was a little bit like that kind of gave me more of an idea that it was like, oh, if my mom's doing it, it's not necessarily all bad. It's yeah. probably fun. Oh, you know, like, yeah, I kind of got that idea of like, oh, if my mom's doing it and I love her and trust her so much, it's not a bad thing. I could anything my mom did was like that's fine <laughs> but I was definitely a little bit jealous as a kid that my mom like had these partners and anytime I would hear it I remember being like kind of mad like why are you doing like why are you doing this in front of me or like near me you know and and I didn't really know why hmm. it was because I didn't understand sex yet it was just like this awkward feeling just to clarify they weren't having sex near you. It was just like being aware of the relationship. No, okay. no, it was just in the other room. Did you ever talk about it with your mom? We never talked about it. We just never talked about it. And I, I never felt the need to for some reason. I just didn't want her to really think of me like, like that, I guess. I yeah. just like always like to keep my innocence with her, you know. 
Was that true even when you started getting into partners? Have you had, have you explored with partners? What's that like? Yeah, I guess I started exploring more with partners. Like in middle school, like eighth grade, that's when I really felt like horny, like attracted to somebody like for the first time. And of course, it, at first it was mostly like boys. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what everyone told me. My mom never mentioned anything about gay things. Like she wasn't against it, but she just never mentioned it. Same. I don't think it really occurred to her yeah. that I could possibly be like that. Yeah. So it just kind of was assumed in my life, like, oh, I'm going to end up with a man. Or It's interesting because I actually experimented with, with girls before I did with boys. Like when I was like in sixth, seventh grade, me and my girlfriends, we would kind of like practice like what we would do with boys sometimes. Like it would always be like truth or dare, Okay. you know, like, oh, truth or dare, I dare you to kiss. And we would make out and then and it was just like kind of a fun game. But it was also like it never occurred to us that it was more than, oh, we were just having fun. And totally. Like, <laughs> you totally. know, like, and it was so fucking fun. And I remember like going to my friend's house and that was like the game. Like we would just kiss and maybe dry hump or something. Yeah. And it was fun. And I always enjoyed it. And I never thought of it. Like I at that point, I did not at all still realize I was gay. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that that's what girls did. Totally. to learn about what you did with boys and so by the yeah like that's kind of what i got the idea of like oh this is what girls and boys do together so it's fine to play with your girlfriends because then you don't have to be nervous for when it actually happens that's kind of cute though like i actually love that too and i love it sounds like you felt really safe with your friends and there was just like some sweetness did i honestly like i looked forward to the sleepovers because i did like I mean, we all kind of, I think, knew it was a little naughty, but it mm. was like, it was just something that we didn't ever really talk about. I don't remember ever feeling awkward about it with yeah. my girlfriends. Like, we kind of, like, it was just something we did, and we would just pretend it was, like, a wild night, <laughs> you know? And it, it didn't really mean anything. Like, yeah. And then when I actually started to, like, like boys and stuff, that's when things got kind of hard, because it was not, like, the same. I, I didn't feel as comfortable, obviously, as I did with my girlfriends and I didn't know what they expected of me really like all I, I all I really knew was that I'm a girl to them and that's boys perceive girls a certain way now like I learned that in sixth grade mm-hmm. when I was developing and my male friends didn't really look at me the same way and that was hard <laughs> yeah like I always had male friends but before that I was always a little tomboy kind of like I didn't mm-hmm. really had many girls like they were always mean to me mm. I was playing with boys and then when I was in sixth grade the boys started looking at me a little different because I had developed and a lot of my girlfriends at the time were like kind of teasing me oh really how being like oh the boys only like you because you have boots and stuff like like I remember oh, that so clearly in my head like hearing that and I would go home to my mom and that was the only time I ever really told my mom something about me and I would be like Mom, I want a breast reduction. I remember saying that at like 12 years old, asking my mom that I want a breast reduction. I probably had the smallest. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody just started looking at me differently, like all Whoa. of a sudden. Okay. And that was so tough for me as a kid to like kind of transition. But I didn't want to act shook. You yeah. know, I wanted to find my place, I guess, because I, I realized, okay, I guess I'm a woman. I guess I have a womanly body now, and I have to change myself. I'm about to go into sixth grade. I need mm. to find a persona. So I started to just be, like, very 
feminine and and, and girly for a while like just kind of listen my, my, my mom was always very feminine and I loved her style so I would okay. just copy her style and I liked that you know it was it felt good but at the same time it was more of like am I doing this for me or am I doing this because other people want me to be like this you know it was like that first puberty thing like yeah. that was like who are you yeah. <laughs> who am I <laughs> yeah that's when it really struck but when I was with men for the first time was when I was about in eighth grade mm-hmm. I think I, I moved out of my my town for like seven months because my mom had a new boyfriend in Hawaii <laughs> and he moved to Hawaii oh my god which island <laughs> big island okay yeah and we Whoa. moved to to just to, to be with this to live with this man who who she had met like maybe twice but was in a in a in a really strong like long distance relationship with for like maybe a year and a half so it seemed like by that time I was pretty serious and my mom was like, I want to see him. I was devastated. Like just the worst years. I was going to say that's a horrible time to move. Horrible time. I was just, that's when it, everything kind of went downhill for my little angsty teen mm. self. Like, but that's where I did have actually experimented more with people when I was there because I like kind of just, I didn't care. I was like, this is the worst. Like I'm, okay. I just kind of let myself go when I was there. What did that mean exactly? I mean, I try to find a new persona almost. Like, I kind of wanted to be something different. And I think at that time as a tween, I didn't think about the consequences of lying about who I was. Mm. And when I was younger, like, in that time, I just kind of wanted to be cool. I wanted to fit in. And so I kind of just went along with a lot of things that people said and just pretended like I knew what it meant and then would go home and look it up. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I do. <laughs> so Like I kind of just started getting that persona from that moment on was like, I don't have any more questions. I'm okay. right. I'm I'm I know everything, you know, it's just kind of that feeling. And I would love to hear how that translated into your early explorations. Like, what do you actually remember doing for the first time with other people? Actually, so the first time I ever was with a boy was there. I met a boy there. He was like the mechanic for my mom's boyfriend. And he would come over every day with his dad. And we would stare at each other from the window. And at one point, he finally asked me out on a date. And I didn't want to go alone, so I had a friend come with me. It was a double date. We were like in eighth grade, 13, 14. And uh, all of a sudden, I remember like he kept trying to touch me touch me like in the movie theater like touching my crotch like getting closer and I was like what are you doing like I had no idea what was going on and, and he was like whispered in my ear and he said me and uh Brock like the other guy he's like we, we kind of we wanted to have like this competition and see who could finger like, their girl first and he like straight up told me that and I was like what like what does that mean like I never yeah. even knew what that meant and I was like what does that mean and he's like oh he's like you don't know what that means and I was like no I know what that means like I, I, I try to act cool you know like I did know what it meant but I didn't and, and he kind of tried to do it again and I was like no I don't want you to do that and I could tell I think he didn't want to either but it was more like oh. he was trying to be cool for his friend I end up grabbing my friend and taking her to the bathroom and telling her everything I'm like hey just so you know we have this fucking contest or oh, whatever wow. is going on and so we went home with uh after the, after the movie nothing happened but I, that's when I first was like oh god like boys want to do that with me and then later 
during the same period, I met a boy who I felt very comfortable with. And mm. I had an experience with him. I let him finger me mm-hmm. when we were, I, I took him over to my house. We kind of had like a romance for a minute. And I didn't feel unsafe with him. Okay. He was a cool guy. He, seemed, he was like kind of dorky and not like a cool guy who I knew would like tell everybody. Yeah. I liked that. It was okay. But then I met this girl. <laughs> Out of nowhere, my friend, it was like my friend's sister's homegirl. She was in high school. She was okay. a freshman. And I was in seventh grade. And we went to a school that was both middle school and high school. Oh, wow. So it was like, you know, it was very big. It was a huge school in Hawaii, but it was kind of separated. But during lunch and stuff, you could in, you know integrate with the high school kids. And we would go sit with this girl. And my friend introduced me to her. And she was like, I remember the first time I saw her. She was super tall. She would wear stiletto heels every day. To school? Like, to school. Stiletto Whoa. heels. She was tall, too. Like, stiletto heels, a, like a leather jacket, aviators, and, like, her hair up. Like, a model. Like, just a cool model look, you know? Yeah. And I was like, is this person? Like, I, it still didn't strike me. But then my friend mentioned that she was pansexual. Oh. That was the first time I ever heard that word in mm-hmm. my life. And I was like what is that? And, and there was rumors around the school during the time about her that was, there were nasty rumors, like about what she, she was, she was a predator. She was creepy. She was into everything, which uh-huh. meant like, you know, everything, you know, it was like very broad. Everyone would talk about like, oh, she might be into bestiality. And like, it was just these nasty oh. rumors. Oh. I would hear her all the time. And I didn't know what pansexual meant. Yeah. All I knew was my friend said it meant you were into kind of everything. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, That's man. That's what she explained to me as, like, you're into kind of everything. And I was like, what the fuck? And, and this girl, she, like I said, she was just this mysterious enigma. Like, she didn't talk very much. She was just, like, like a movie thing. Like, she didn't talk very much. She was really quiet. But eventually, I became friends with her. And, and we kind of, like, had a little thing at one point at, after school. So I asked her some questions. I was like, so I know you're not into bestiality you know I was like so what do you like and she was like I just don't really care about men or women like I just like both and I don't really discriminate if you want to identify as whatever as long as you know as you're a human like she made that very clear to me I was like my seventh grade self that's awesome and I was just so like mesmerized by her and and we had a little experience it wasn't very like intense but she kind of like kissed me you know after okay. school at the park and I made me feel things <laughs> what was the progression like from each of these experiences how did you go from kind of talking to doing things was it very implicit like just now they're touching you or did you ever discuss it or like was there just chemistry and you went for it it's always kind of been like there's just been like chemistry and okay. we, it's happened or sometimes of course as a teenager yeah. it, it, it just felt like you know something kind of happen naturally and some things I kind of let happen okay but with that it definitely was natural and I definitely wanted it to happen I just didn't know why and that's when everything like I had a light bulb moment that was the first light bulb moment I ever had in my life (laughs) can you say more about that light bulb moment did it shift your labels for yourself or what did it what did it illuminate (laughs) I mean not instantly but I definitely was like I like women Mm. And at the time, I still felt like 
you know, I didn't know anything about non-binary, none of that. Like, I was just a girl, and yeah. I was like, am I, am, am I a lesbian? No, I'm not a lesbian. Yeah. I must be pansexual because this girl just told me I'm pansexual. But then later, I kind of learned more about bisexuality, and I feel comfortable with that label. I felt comfortable Ooh, with that label. Can you say more about, like, why bisexuality resonates with you more than pansexuality? Um, just because, it like, to me, it means, like, you're attracted to two or more genders. And that resonates with me. I'm 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 non-binary, and I'm attracted to non-binary people. I'm attracted to women. I I, I think the only reason I I use bisexual as a label is just because I kind of, to be honest, I kind of feel like it means the same thing. Like yeah. I don't really see too much of a difference. Like it just means like you like one or more gender. Totally. I just always like to ask because I only started using pansexual for myself because I was like, oh oh, I don't want to accidentally include it. Then I started talking to lots of bisexual people that are like, we're not excluding anyone. This is a different word. We just like it better. And so I always just like to ask. (laughs) No, totally. I I, I think like at that time when I had first discovered that I was bisexual, I still felt like a woman in -hmm. society's ways. You know, I didn't really understand what uh, non-binary meant yet Mm -hmm. at the time. So I did. I was just like, oh, I'm bisexual because I'm a woman. Got it. Okay. Okay. I'm bisexual. I like men and women. Yeah. So it it that just felt comfortable for me to just know that that was it. I I didn't really at that same time I kind of didn't even really understand what pansexuality meant all the way. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of didn't think it meant something more, and I wasn't sure yeah. if that's what I was into yet. Okay. So at the time, bisexuality just felt right, and I was really really excited <laughs> to like find that out and and kind of be like let know that it was okay because it was always a thing you know it was always mm-hmm. something I felt but because of all the influences I had it, and because I also like men it was something that was okay like it was like somebody had to tell me yep. that it was okay <laughs> I get that. and that's <laughs> and that's when I was like okay sweet yeah. <laughs> like I can like girls now and that's awesome and so that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that was definitely like I think a little definitely like a, a light bulb moment like I said that was the first time I noticed like okay this is something that's shaping me hmm. as a person you know like this is something unique to me and like maybe a couple months after I discovered that my mom and I had moved back to my to the same town I moved I was from because her and her boyfriend didn't work out okay got some drama and we basically took off in the middle of the night literally didn't Whoa. say shit packed our bags, went on a plane. She left her engagement ring in a bush and we did. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. Like, yeah, I mean, she found out some fucked up shit that he was doing to her. So okay. she didn't, she didn't think twice. Like she was just like, woke me up in the night. She's like, pack your bags. We're leaving. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay. You know, anything my mom said was like, yeah, we're doing it. We were in this together always. So we just left and we never talked about dude again. Is there anything else to say about the influence of your mother on your own sexuality, if that makes sense? Probably a lot. You know, now that I think about it, she is just a badass woman. And I don't know if necessarily in a sexuality way, but I always had that, like, you know, be a bad bitch type of quality. But I was always shy. Compared to my mom, I was always really shy. and She never understood me, like, why I was always so reserved and shy and like to show my body very much my mom always liked me to be girly she always kind of not pressured me but was like oh why don't you wear a skirt why don't you wear a dress and I didn't feel I would wear a dress but I'd put on like 
something over it. Like, I never really felt too comfortable as her, but I wanted to. Like, one day I was like, one day when I'm older, I'm going to be like my mom. So it was kind of like that. So you had a couple of experiences in Hawaii. Did you tell her once you started to understand your sexual? No. Okay. Okay. Not a thing. I didn't. But, uh, you know, it was funny because during that one of the first sexual experience I had with that boy in Hawaii, I had actually had him over. You know, I had him over to the house and, and we were like making out in my room and like touching each other. Nothing penetrative like yeah. really like we didn't even get naked we were just dry humping mm-hmm. and stuff but he had given i'd given him a hickey and he had given me a hickey okay on my neck and we had had to have dinner with my mom and, and my stepdad at that night and so it was i remember her looking at him and looking at me and she still didn't say never said anything oh my god but i just knew from yeah. her facial expression because i know her that she had noticed and okay. i was like uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first time I think she noticed that was like, oh, okay, she's she's doing stuff. Okay. And she still didn't really talk to me about it. She just kind of trusted me, I think, and trusted me to like tell her if anything was happening. And I don't know if I didn't trust her more of just like I, I trusted myself mm-hmm. a little too much. <laughs> you know, like I didn't really know where the line would cross. Totally. And I just... I remember as a younger person, I never felt like I had a clear invitation or I didn't know what the rules around talking about it were because it was just sort of like, oh, we don't talk about that just behaviorally. <laughs> but I never got the explicit message. And so I was always just like, oh, well, they don't talk about it. So I just won't talk about it. And I thought that's Literally. what was supposed to happen. You know? That's, yeah. No, that's so plain and clear, like yeah. how I felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. So where did your explorations lead from there? So from there, like, when I came back home from Hawaii, I was so excited to, like, come out. And were you back at your familiar school? Like, were you back with your... Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I was back with all my peers and stuff. So I was really excited to tell my friends. But at that time, for some reason, it was like... I didn't know, but it had become, like, a 
kind of like a fad to oh, be really okay I like for for girls especially you know it was kind of like oh girls kissing girls is hot so a lot of girls in my school were like I like girls Okay. And I had not, I didn't know that because in Hawaii, it wasn't really like that. So when mm-hmm. I came back home, I was so excited to tell my friends and they were kind of like, okay, <laughs> you know, like they didn't really care. They're like, okay, sure. And I was oh, like, no, I mean it. Like, I, I really mean it, but it didn't really like it resonate as much as I wanted it to, okay. you know? So I kind of like in a way didn't have shame, but I just kind of pushed it, pushed it away for a minute. Were your friends mostly straight? Yeah. Yeah, okay. they were. But I think some of them were like, oh, I'm curious. I'm curious. And I was like, no, I'm bi. Like, I'm sure. Yeah. And they were like, I never really felt like this reassurance, you know, like, oh, great. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like a cool. Mm. And then I, when I, I had come out to my mother when I was like 14, mm-hmm. she did not take it very well. No. How so? She was like, not comfortable like she was like this is a phase oh. no like she was like what like you you are basically you're doing too much like you need to chill out like I, th- I think you're trying to rebel too much like she just didn't understand that this was actually real she just thought it was one of my teen stunts okay and my stepdad at the time he was the actually the first adult I ever came out to and he at the time was just my mom's friend and mm-hmm. someone I grew up with and then when they started dating things got messy but at the time I told him he was my father figure kind of yeah and he understood and he was really cool about it okay and so I was like all right I'm gonna tell my mom mm-hmm. I expected it was gonna be the same and I didn't expect it to be like that mm-hmm. so it was definitely hard for like my teen years yeah to just like know that my mom didn't believe me yeah and that was one thing she didn't believe me about because we were always so close. But that one thing was like something she felt icky about. And I didn't know why, yeah. you know, like it never occurred to me why. Like, is she religious? She is religious. She's Catholic. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. She was never like strict or mm. anything about religion. I go to church with her just because like I was her kid and she yeah. was an only fucking mom, you know, it, she never pushed anything on me. Yeah. So I, I always felt like there was no religious anything about it. But then now when I look about it, it was like, oh, she was she was she didn't assume like yeah. it wasn't even like an idea for her because she had always grown up like that. Right. So it, it just didn't. It, it How is her. it now? Great. My mom is so proud of me. It has definitely Good. changed. Okay. I got we've. We've definitely come full circle from that. Like, she is so happy and proud of having a gay person in her family and a gay daughter. Like, she basically, like, told everybody after a couple years. She was, like, told my whole family, which I thought was a little fucked up. But I'm, like, at least it's her way of accepting, I guess. Like, she told them without checking with you? She did. Where? How? In front of you? She's like, I told you, man, she's a wild lady. She's very upfront. (laughs) very loud she doesn't really think that much before she speaks and when she just says something she's very passionate about and so for me it was definitely a little uncomfortable when she came out to my grandparents and like my whole family in Bolivia about it but my mom is such a respected person in her family because Mm -hmm. of the way she is Mm -hmm. and where she's gotten that everybody in the family was pretty like okay like if if she's okay with it 
and it, we're okay with it, yeah. you know? And yeah. so it was kind of like, honestly, a in a way, a good way of, of, of coming out to them because it was like, not me. It was like my mom being like, you better not okay. fucking say shit about my daughter because I love and respect her, you know? So good. I think in a weird way, it was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> being out without my consent. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us more details about your physical explorations at the time and also perhaps maybe include your masturbation journey alongside of that? Of how, like, did you, I'm assuming you progressed past teddy bears and pillows. Yeah. I think at that time, like, it was definitely like, I was still kind of confused, especially after discovering that I liked women. Mm -hmm. I tried to watch like lesbian porn. What do you mean, tried? I mean, it's difficult because when I, I never really liked porn that yeah. much when I was younger, like yeah, it yeah. just didn't really make sense to me because I wasn't really ready for that. And it seemed quite intense. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, well, now that I know that I like women, let's let's try some lesbian porn. And also it just didn't feel right. And I, I just felt confused like for a while. I'm like, do I even want this? Like it feels good. I know it feels good. I know I want it, but I don't know how I want it. Mm. And it, I can't see any images or representations of it anywhere that I really feel really good. Mm. So for a minute, it, it was definitely hard. But when I when I came back to to the to the mainland after Hawaii, it was a uh, definitely like a moment of like, okay, I, I'm a woman. I I, I kind of know myself more. At that time, I felt like, all right, I'm ready. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I definitely like try to mess around with more girls and and try to make out with them. Nothing ever too sexual. I lost my virginity when I was 14. Mm -hmm. And it was literally one of those, like, I just want to get it over with. Oh, okay. For me, like, it was like, I don't really want anything special out of this. I don't care who it is. Okay. I had kind of heard that penetrative sex hurts. And I was like, I want to make sure that I get that over with so I yeah. can continue you know, continue having a sexual life. Cause I, like I said, I like being a bad girl. Yeah. I like, I like that persona. I didn't want to be pure. I wanted to look cool. Just pick a random person at a random place. Like, was it just opportunistic or can you lay the, lay out the scene for us? <laughs> I had a kind of a crush on this kid for a while. It wasn't too serious, but I knew I had a crush on him and it was like the one boy I kind of had a crush on at school. He lived right next door to my, my best friend. And so one night I was like, I was sitting in her room and I was like, hey, guess what? I'm going to sneak out of your room and I'm going to go to sneak into his room and I'm going to I'm going to lose my virginity. Boom, yeah. bam. <laughs> you know, I was excited. And she was like, no, I'm like, mm hmm. So I totally did. I snuck out of her window at like two in the morning, knocked on his window. He was like having a sleepover with some friends or something. But his, everyone was in the living room and he was alone in his room. We did. We, we, we had sex. It hurt. Mm. I remember it hurt. And I was like, but I did, like I said, I was definitely one of those people that did not want to show my weakness mm. ever. I think I was always one of, like kind of like that. So he was like, Dude, was that your first time? And I was like, no, oh, no. Really? even like, yeah, I didn't admit it. I was like, I held like I just knew that it was going to hurt because I had heard about it. So I was like prepared, okay. you know, I like kind of prepared myself for it. I was like, it's going to hurt. And then the next day I like left his room really really early and I went out to his living room and I saw that one of his best friends was one of my best friends too a close friend mm -hmm. so I wake him up and I'm like dude you need to walk me home like and he's like what are you doing here and I'm like uh, and we we're walk he's walking me home and I'm like dude I had sex with this dude last night and he's like 
Yo, do you know that he kind of likes to take girls' virginities? And I was oh. like, what? He was like, yeah, like, he's taken a lot of girls' virginities, and he talks about that a lot. He was like, was that your first time? And I was like, no. Like, I, I was like, oh. And I remember that just, like, hit me, like, what? Like, I don't know what it was, but it was just, some like, a sh- the instant, like, shame. It's like validation of your fear that made you say that it wasn't your first time in the first place. That's yeah. wild. It was weird. I was like, I, I was doing this just because I wanted to lose my virginity and yeah. I wanted to get with it. Then all of a sudden I was just hit with all this like shame. Yeah, that's yucky. <laughs> you know, I was like, Ick. And, and and of course I kept the secret. And he was like, I think he kind of knew, you know, because uh. of my body language and everything. But mm-hmm. he never mentioned anything. He walked me home. And that's how it went. And ever since then, I kind of was pretty sexual, honestly. Okay. From that moment, I was, I did like flirt and, and be with guys. I just felt like, oh, I, I know what it's like now. Okay. Let's do it. You know? And with women, it came a little later. But Oh, really? How much later? Like post high school? or It was during high school, but it was definitely like, I was considered myself like pretty hetero romantic. Mm. at the time mm-hmm. like I was like oh I'm gonna be with men I'm gonna marry a man yeah. I'm gonna be with a guy I just like to have sex with girls and kiss them and that's changed since okay then. <laughs> Ooh, okay okay do you want to walk us through specifics like blowjobs and going down on people and your formative experiences or the arc of the experience oh but we still have to circle back to masturbation as well and like style wise, like how, yeah, let's start there. We can turn this from, we can go from masturbation into like how you like to receive pleasure. So could you please tell us about what do you like to call your genitals? I like to call my genital. I like my pussy. Pussy. Okay. Can you please tell us about your pussy? My pussy is great. I've always <laughs> loved it. Honestly, yeah. I, okay. I've always loved my pussy. I think it's great. And I, I've always had like uh, been really comfortable with it. I, mm. I think at times, you know, through watching porn and things that visually I may have not like liked my pussy, you know, visually. Can you say that? Just because, you know, uh, of what like standards of, of what like vaginas are supposed to look like. You know, my vagina doesn't look anything different than any woman's vagina. But mm. like I think like from watching porn, I was always like a little bit like, I wonder if it looks OK. You know, mm. but that was it. Like, that was the most, like, kind of discomfort I had around it. it was like, maybe it doesn't look right to somebody. Mm-hmm. But that's weird now. Now mm-hmm. I kind of don't feel like that. But at the time I did. And I, I always played with myself after after those years, formative years. I like to masturbate, but not not too often. It was just kind of like when I had a crush on okay. a boy oh, or, really? or someone. And I would fantasize about that. And, okay. and I would touch myself. How know, do you and, touch yourself specifically? I mean, now I definitely love to, I still use my hands. I always mm-hmm. use my hands. I always like to start off my hands. I don't have a toy right now because I lost it okay. with moving. Oh, <laughs> I'm having a vision of your mom, like a moving box and being like, yoink. You don't even know. I lost, I lost it in her garage. So <laughs> if she ever threw it, she might find it. And I lost this like literally a year ago. I don't know where it went. But and I, I, I'm yet to get a new vibrator. I okay. really love vibrators. I think that for toy wise, I think those are great. I love totally. the floral stimulation. For the most part, I use my hands like I can get there. I like watching porn, but sometimes uh, I'll use 
my imagination if I'm mm-hmm. feeling imaginative. Can we know specifics about hands? Like, are you hands over? Are you fingers together? Do you do inside? Do you use two hands? Is it like multiple hands? Like, what I do you like to do? I really use like two fingers, like my ring finger. These two? Okay. My... I'm mirroring you in the for the video. Yeah, I like to use like these two fingers okay. mostly. Like, and I will usually rub my clit. Okay. And... How sensitive is your clit? kind of gotten a little less sensitive uh-huh. because I love vibrators like when I used to use more vibrators strong vibrator and so I think that maybe I don't know if that's true or if that's a, if that's a it's myth, just your think- well I just my personal experience that like I like really strong vibrators but also my still very sensitive and so it's all just a matter of like yeah I think it's just like I definitely get more pleasure from clitoral stimulation mm, than I do mm-hmm. penetrative so like I do yeah. usually stay pretty external okay but every once in a while and I'm feeling like I don't know I'm getting more into it I'll I'll I'll, t- I'll go in and you know like try to like finger myself yeah. more try to touch my g-spot if I can do Reach it, it. And see if that feels good sometimes it doesn't yeah, you know yeah. like sometimes it's too intense and I'll just yeah. go back but sometimes I'm like all right let's try it I've honestly always wanted to try like plug have you okay you haven't yet no okay but i want Ooh. to i've always wanted to like i'm i've tried i've had anal okay before and i like it i okay. really like it so oh you, think you must get a butt plug i know i must i think i've just been like kind of like okay this is i have to go and do the thing get a kit you know get into it i never really played with on my own i i went actually when i was like a in my like 17 18 I had a I had a vibrator who that was like phallic <laughs> it wasn't like super big but I I would sometimes like put it up there you know like yeah right out and it's all good you know I totally. liked it I, I never like felt any type of like discomfort from it as long as it was obviously done right you yeah, know yeah. And, and I would never felt uncomfortable about asking my partner to do it that's awesome I was like, if you want to do it, let's do it as long as you're doing it right. You yeah. know, like, let's take it slow. And For our listeners so- who don't know, what's your version of doing it right? My version of doing it right is, uh, is obviously taking it slow, using a lot of lube, yeah. making me really wet mm-hmm. beforehand, and, you know, making me feel desired mm-hmm. it, and, and feel comfortable enough to, to receive something like that. You know, yeah. I think that's definitely the right way to do it and for the most part every time I have tried it I have guided my partner to do that well so that's that's awesome I learned recently from one of the live streams that not everyone who enjoys anal sex enjoys being fingered anally I love oh you don't okay what about what if it's double like double fingers I love because I love to get swizzled okay you don't can you say why I just don't know why okay I think I I would li- I like it when there's like other things going wrong along like if they're rubbing my clit yeah. and you know something else is going maybe a vibrator yeah, I love involved. That. Yeah. yeah but I think just alone I don't really get too much pleasure out of it uh-huh. I think the reason why I like anal sex is because it it hits my G spot or something mm-hmm. like from the inside oh yeah like it's like when it goes deep I can like there's something that I never feel yeah yes I, that's have you had an orgasm. I think so yeah, because yeah. it's something completely different. Yes. And, like it's not something I normally I will do every time. No, 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 no. Yeah. Something that I'm like I I don't know what it is. I can't explain it, but it feels different and it feels way better. That's awesome. <laughs> is it does it depend on how 
horny you are? Like, do you notice any patterns like that? Because I notice that I only have asgasms if I am edged for a long time. Like if I'm like really turned on and get to a certain point. I think to me, it's not really like that. I honestly feel like, like I've even had moments where I've been with a guy and he's not doing it for me very (laughs) much. And I'm, I've literally been like, you should put it on my ass. <laughs> like, because I just kind of know that yeah. it's going to feel like really, if he does it right, of course, yeah. I guide him through it. But yeah, I know at that point that I will come because awesome. it always feels good to me when it's done right. And so, no, I, I don't really feel like it really takes too much as long as it, it's, you know, comfortable. Totally. Oh. Than that, no. um, <laughs> before I forget to ask about them, can you tell us about your nipples? My nipples are great they've been through different stages like i've uh, fluctuated a lot in weight growing up so i've always really really skinny really skinny and always been attracted to thicker women and Mm -hmm. so always kind of envied that and after my teen years i had decided to gain weight like Mm -hmm. i was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna gain weight and so ever since then i've been growing (laughs) and i love my boobs I fucking love my boobs. I think they're awesome. I stare at them all the time. And that's one thing I think like with the my my gender identity that a lot of is different between people is like I definitely get like dysphoric about my body sometimes. Mm. Like my vagina more, but never my boobs for some really? reason. Like I love my breasts. I think they're just visually attractive and I can't get over them myself, you know. Like yeah. so first I'm like, I don't want to change that, but I do sometimes get dysphoric about my okay. vagina just because that just kind of makes me feel sometimes like, oh, that may, that's what makes me a woman. Oh, can you let us into your personal experience around your gender identity and just tell us kind of that and then tell us more about your vagina? Oh, my gosh. Sure you don't say please. vagina dysphoria, do you? How is it? What's <laughs> the proper way to say it? I honestly don't know. I, I what I'm. First, I honestly just discovered my gender identity. This whole non-binary thing was probably like earlier last year when I actually first came out to mostly my friends and family, like not anybody else. I Mm -hmm. usually just leave it out unless someone asks. Mm. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know? The Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people. This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Flora and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages, until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. 
For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. It's been difficult, honestly, for me. It still is. Like, I'm still discovering a lot of new things. When I first heard about it, honestly, it was through your show. Oh, cool. I think, I think there was somebody in your show, I don't remember exactly what episode, but they were talking about it, and I was working one day, and I was just like, light bulb moment. Yeah. Like, it was just a light bulb moment again, and I was like, that's exactly how I fucking feel, and there's a word for it? It was again, yeah. it was like again, like another light bulb moment of like, oh, I can do that. That's a, yes. that's okay. Yes. So I went home that day and I researched, like Ooh. I just researched online terms, what it meant. And I finally came to terms with it, called like a couple of close friends. And I was like, hey, this is how I feel. And they're like, yeah, we knew. <laughs> oh, wow. But it was kind of like the, the response I always kind of wanted from my friends when I came out the first time in a way it was kind of like we know bitch like we I mean <laughs> didn't know but we kind of like we can tell and it all makes sense now like yeah, it yeah. all makes sense mm. now and they reassured me on that and I was like oh that's so nice to hear that from someone you know to to reassure you that your feelings are exactly how other people perceived it as well that's fucking awesome yeah so that was when I first discovered that and since then it's just kind of gotten better for me. Like I've just felt so much more comfortable in my skin. So that also sounds like it lines up with the pandemic pretty well. Have you had a chance to be a non-binary person dating? No, not yet. Not yet. And I, I really want to, and I'm really curious because I think that has a lot to do with why I haven't in general, just because like, I don't want to have to explain all. I mean, and it's not like I really have to, but depending on the person I date, it's like if they don't know about that or they're ignorant to it, like I definitely want to educate them, but I don't want to make things awkward. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm not really good at dating either. Actually, I know that this is a big thing that we missed, but I was actually in a relationship when I was a teenager for five years. Oh, whoa. Can you talk about and the sex? Yeah, part? I know. I know. Yeah, that was big. Like when I was 16, I had I met a guy after a short like six month relationship with a guy before mm-hmm. I, I I dated boys when I was in high school a lot mm-hmm. but uh, and I never like to have short relationships I always like to have long relationships like I make it very I'm like you're gonna be with me we're we're gonna be together forever like regardless like that's always been my thing okay yeah the first relationship I was ever in I was 15 <clears throat> and he was 18 and my mom was like but she didn't know what to do because I was a really rebellious kid Hmm. so she was like if I don't let her do this is she gonna run away or something so she just let me be with this guy and he was he was the first person to really introduce me to like sex like what it really meant have sex and like regularly yeah and so that was great I mean I loved it I enjoyed it a lot but he was also not the best to me he was a little aggressive and things that I never was taught about, you know, like that weren't okay. It was more like, he's your boyfriend, so it's got to be okay. Right. You know? I was going to ask how that lined up with the lessons from your mom because it's a different context. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a totally different context. And I didn't understand where that fell because it was like things that not necessarily made me feel comfortable, but still made me feel desired. Yeah. So I couldn't really differentiate like. Oh, that's such an interesting insight. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't feel comfortable, but I also 
also feel like he likes me. So I should let this happen. I meant to ask this earlier. Did your sex ed cover anything about consent? Vaguely. (laughs) Actually, my sex ed teacher when I was in middle school is one of my close friends still. Oh, cool. Which is interesting because we're so different in age. Yeah. But she's actually like a bartender at my local bar and I go see her a lot. Yeah, I love this girl. But she was my sex ed teacher and I was her class pet. Like I was just right next to her. I loved being around her. I loved her lessons. And she didn't talk too much about she basically made it clear to us that she was teaching us about reproduction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was basically all she was allowed to teach us. Yes. Yes. And she made that clear. Like, you could tell she was yeah. cool and she wanted to te- teach us more, but she told us, like, this is what I'm allowed to teach you. Yeah. And if you need to know more, you might have to look somewhere else. But right. Okay. So she gave kind of a framework. What was the vibe of the town that you grew up in? Pretty liberal. Okay. Uh, I come from, like, a pretty small town in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Uh, very, like, weed county. Okay. like. I know it can just like fluctuate wildly in the Pacific Northwest. To, you know, there's this, there's pockets like it's like a bunch of clumps. Yeah, it's crazy because where I come from, it's like or where I live or where I grew up. It was I grew up in a hippie town. Yeah. But literally like five minutes away, it's like redneck. Yep. Like, yeah, exactly. Which is which is why it's like really important to ask because I actually know I know the area very well. And so it's like you yeah. can have you can have nice liberal people and then people that like if you ride your bike in the wrong spot, they will shoot at you. No, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you going any weird driveway? Yes. Like, yes. it's definitely true. So I grew up in the in the more liberal part okay. of that area. So there was never too much discrimination about, you know, anything. There was like, I would go to festivals as a young okay. kid with my okay. mom and see naked ladies running around. Ooh. And it, just, it, just, it was great. Like, I really enjoyed that life. And I didn't understand anything different. And I'm great. I'm grateful to have been. That's awesome. Yeah, sure. Okay, so this relationship taught you a lot about your sexual self. It did. And then when it ended, it was sad. Obviously, it was my like first heartbreak. And I got a little bitter towards men because he was aggressive towards me and a little manipulative. And then he ended up cheating on me. And so that was the first like, whoa, you know, like I was a kid. And that was the first time I ever felt like this is what love, heartbreak, something like that feels like. Yeah. So that kind of made me feel really angry as a kid and I just like fuck boys I hate them like Mm. and I kind of always flirted with girls from that moment and I was just like I like girls I like girls and if I do like boys I'm just gonna use that oh okay Okay. if I do like a boy it's just gonna be for my own pleasure and that was my mentality because I'm like I'm not getting hurt again Mm. Mm -hmm. but then I met this boy (laughs) who was obsessed with me dude he was like creepy almost like he would hit me up every day like I would tell him I'm not really interested and he would just be like I just want to be around you like let's hang out so I kind of just gave in I think and this is a new one after your first relationship okay so are you 21 22 or was it more no I'm like 16 so so this was the first this was the first big relationship this was the first big relationship but this was after the first time I, I ever had a boyfriend it, so this it. was like the first real boyfriend. Okay. Like so this is the not first... the aggressive one. No, he was great. We th- we were together for six, almost six years after this. This like, one, okay. This one, we were we basically grew up together. We went to high school together. We lived in my mom's house for like two years together because she didn't want me to run away. Oh. So she 
was like, well, I guess her boyfriend's going to live with us because I don't want her to run away. Oh, he lived was, with you? Like, wow. he lived with me and my mom. My mom let and let him live with me, and then she moved out. So we ended up living together from, like, set, like alone from, Whoa. like, 17 to 20. What was so that we, like? And what did you learn about your sexual self? Honestly, nothing, dude. Really? I was so... I did not know, like, all the things that I think now that I'm learning about myself. I mean, I think they were in my head at the time, but I was so committed to being in a relationship. Like, Mm. I loved this person. Like, I felt like this was my person. Like, I felt like an adult at that point as a teenager. For some reason, I had gone through so many experiences that I was like, I'm grown. (laughs) Yeah. And so I just felt like this guy's it. And whatever sex we're having is the sex I'm going to be having for the rest of my life. And you were just like committed to it. What was that sex like? It was mediocre. I I mean, was it just like missionary? Did he go down on you? Did you go down on him? Was it never went down on me? I remember he would never go down on me. And because of that, I would never go down on him. I told him that from, I was like, if you're not going to go down on me, I'm not going down on you. So that was definitely like a thing. Like we never really like, did oral but I initiated sex so much more like I felt so a little uncomfortable because I was always the one initiating it so I was like first of course I had the self-consciousness like does he really like me but then yeah. I was like am I too sexual especially as a person with boobs we are given messages that like penis people are supposed to be the ones who want it all the time and i'm finding increasingly that i have a higher drive than most people that i meet or i have a higher level of desire than most people i meet totally and i think that that was hard like because i was just i felt rejected a lot but at the same time i we were best friends like we'd grown up together so i think it was hard mostly hard for us to to separate because we were so close rather than we really understood our relationship problems. Like I think we had a lot of relationship problems and we just kind of stayed together. And at the end it ended badly. He cheated on me and left me. And so it was kind of like this reoccurring, like, Oh fuck, like this happened again. And I didn't blame myself obviously because I'm like, I'm great. (laughs) But I felt definitely like, is it worth trying to do this again? Mm. And I think that this is, that's kind of where I still am right now. Like I love love. I love being in love, but I don't know how much, how many times I could handle the, the heartbreak. Cause yeah. I remember yeah. it and I don't think I'll forget. So I think that's the hardest part about it. And the sex part during it was weird. But after we had broken up, had sex again with a different person. Amazing. Really? Amazing. Amazing. Like, okay. Oh, man. So you're dude. into single sex? Wait, tell us about the amazingness. I mean, right after we broke up, I, I kind of just had this, like, again, I felt so angry and just like, fuck everything. Fuck men. I'm just going to be a hoe, you know? Like, do the single life. And uh-huh. I hooked up with a lot of guys. And the first guy I hooked up with was, God, I'm so petty. But actually, one of his ex-friends, like, a person that he does not like anymore oh. at all. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kind of a bitch, but I just was like, fuck it. I want to have sex with this person because I want revenge mm. or whatever, mm-hmm. because he had sex with my best friend. He cheated on me with my best friend. 
Oh man, a double betrayal. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was like pissed. I was like, I'm gonna fuck your enemy. Okay. Literally. Okay. So I basically did that and it was And the you best. liked it. <laughs> Best. It was the best. I was like, this is what it's supposed to be like. like. What was it like? Tell us specifics. Man, he was like, I told him straight off the back. I was like, I have never because he, he wanted to eat me out. And normally when my boyfriend before when we sometimes we, he would eat me out just for like it was my birthday or something, okay. whatever. Okay. And it was never that good. Yeah. I never came from it. And it was always like, all right, get get back in there. <laughs> yeah, if someone so, is like doing it to check a box or to like watch the clock yeah. and like get credit, it's not this is not the Feel thing. Good. Yeah, no. So I told this dude, I'm like just to let you know like cuz he wanted to eat me out, I was like I don't really I've never come from that. Yeah. Like I was like I've never come from that before. And he was like bet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like what? He was like I don't believe you and this is that that'll end today and he was like I'm going to do everything in my power to make you come from cunnilingus <laughs> okay so like, <laughs> what did he do what did he do can you describe what your pussy was into with his mouth i mean he kind of just started off and again like i think he could tell that i was just like mm, that feels good but it's not going anywhere so he was just like sit on my face i had never really done that before yeah. and i'm like, holding on to his like the frame of his bed this yeah. bed frame yeah and just like and i was scared i remember being like should I sit or should I hover? Like, yeah, what is this? Yeah. And I asked, I remember asking him, I'm like, I don't want to crush you. He's like, crush me. <laughs> Ooh, how did you yeah. feel? I felt so hot. Yeah. Like, I felt so sexy and just like comfortable. I was like, okay, that like, boop. And I okay. sat <laughs> right down on his face and, and he literally made me calm so hard. And I had never come like that. Like, I mean, I had come harder, but never from just that alone you know like it was amazing I don't know exactly what he was doing down there but he was quite aggressive oh my god <laughs> amazing and it was awesome and I remember that was the moment where I was like oh my this is what I've been missing and all those years of being with this person and feeling such heartbreak will never compare to this moment that I would have probably never had if I had stayed with that person yeah so fuck yeah fuck yeah <laughs> Did that send you then on like a spiral of more hookups or what kind of happened yeah. before the pandemic? Uh, definitely before the pandemic. Like I, I turned 21 and that was four years ago and I was crazy. I was so ready to be a hoe. I was living my whole life. Like I didn't have any shame at that time. I was like just going to festivals, meeting people, hooking up with guys from the fucking bar. And I know it was probably not good, but I was feeling free. What do you and mean? Not, the, what, wait, wait, wait. Let's uh, examine this shame yeah. phrase, not good. Yeah, the shame <laughs> phrase. Yes. And, and, I, and I was going to go back to that because I think now, thinking back to those years, I do have a little bit of shame mm. because of I was hooking up with a lot of people. I don't think mm. I would. In a, in a clear mind in a clear state like now like it was just kind of people that I would meet and I don't think that was the best necessary way to, to like choose a partner a sexual partner and okay okay if you're gonna say that though then I have to ask what do you think is the best way to choose a partner especially if you're just going for smashing like you know if you're just trying to fuck someone I think like when I would go just I think it would be like, you know, just having somebody that I feel comfortable being myself around. Okay. 
Yeah. You know, like somebody that I don't feel like I need to put on some kind of show or be more girly or be more masculine or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like someone I can just be myself with and be silly and not feel uncomfortable. Do you like to be silly during sex? Yes. Me I too. love being I love being able to be all of my own self. But it's like integrated with my sex. Like I actually feel like when I'm allowed to be silly, then it's like permission to be as sexy as I actually am, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, I I completely think that that makes sense because, yes, a lot of the times that I've I've had sex with people who I didn't feel comfortable with, I've I've tried to be a little silly and they've kind of just like not understood and it made me feel uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then I kind of just ended finishing what we were doing yeah. and later went home and been like mm, that wasn't the right guy like that didn't yeah. feel as good as I wanted it to I've had that same experience with casual hookups where I'm like I'm, here's me and then they're just like uh and I'm like oh oh I'm not performing the regular thing for you oh and you're bored how boring you are okay okay no literally and I think honestly from the pandemic realizing the like analyzing those hookups made me think like i'd much rather be single and not hook up until i find someone i feel a real connection with not necessarily for a relationship yeah yeah but like just a genuine chemistry that makes me want to fuck i get it i go back and forth (laughs) in those phases because i get so horny and i'm like i need to i need touches and i love sex but then i'm like (laughs) no i'm picky and then you know the i mean like okay so here's a question because then the one time i was like i'll just try it that's when i got throat herpes (laughs) So here's my question. Health and safety. Did you do it? Did you have conversations? Did you require anything like that? Did you get lucky? Like, <laughs> I think that, like, I mean, since I was in a re- long relationship for a while, uh, we didn't use condoms very much, but yeah. we had a pregnancy scare when I was, like, 16 or 17. Oh, fuck. And that was, yeah, we had a pregnancy scare, and that was very traumatic for me. Yeah. Like, I had an abortion how did that affect you a lot like I obviously wasn't ready and I still am not I don't think I want to have kids but at the time I was so confused and I was so in love with this person Mm. so I was like maybe this isn't (gasps) supposed to happen I talked to my parents they they were like it's obviously your decision he kind of pressured me a little bit to not go through with it he was like, I don't know if we can do this. And I think we both have a lot of guilt from that. Like, because he was like the one who kind of was like, no. And I was like, okay, because I didn't want him to leave me. Oh, and wow. I was, I had this fear of like, oh, maybe this is it. Like, what if this is the reason that he leaves me and I'm alone and I'm scared? Oh, my God. So I think from then I was really cautious about okay. control and condoms and things like that because I was like I don't want this to ever happen again like that was really traumatic for me as a young kid and I think to this day I'm like I have so much respect for women who can go through something like that and I like it's something really serious that most people don't think about how much it affects your hormones your brain your thought process as a woman as a person yeah yeah you know, like, it's not easy. It's not like a dis- just a, a mental decision. It's like, fuck, you wow. know. So I think that was definitely what made me more cautious about using more protection and things okay. and using condoms. But again, like, growing up as a female presenting person, I was kind of expected to 
comply. Yep. I know that sounds so icky, but like it is. It's so icky, but like sometimes I'd be with men and they'd be like, "I don't have a condom," and I'd be like, "Okay," you know, like just do it. Mm. <laughs> and I think that I I wish I that's a little bit where the shame comes back as an adult of like, I really wish I had more of that voice as a kid to be like, no, yeah, like, let's not do that. You know? And I think that even though it was consensual at the time in my brain, I don't think I would have consented to it now yeah. as an adult. Yeah. You know? Do you feel like now you have more? Yeah. What the right word? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have way more like, I do not sleep with people unless I feel comfortable with you. Okay. And I'm definitely more aware of that from then, like, 100%. <laughs> okay. Shift gears a little bit. I would love to hear now just what your very favorite things about sex are in your body. If we haven't talked about them already. With a partner, just, like, the connection to someone, you know, mm-hmm. like, feeling like they are vulnerable around you and you're vulnerable around them and they're allowing you yeah. to see them like that it's like kind of a privilege and an honor to me like I always get kind of giddy and nervous about it because I'm like oh you're letting me see your penis or you're letting mm. me see your vagina <laughs> you know <Yeah>. like <laughs> that's so cute but I don't know with me personally I, I think I just I like my body I I have some insecurities obviously because of society but when I really think about my body and look at myself in the mirror I'm like I would fuck me (laughs) you know like I'm like if I if personally if I saw myself walking down the street I would think I'm attractive so I always try to tell myself that when I'm feeling like shit you know in any type of way I'm like you know you would fuck you (laughs) (laughs) so I think that's how I feel with my sexuality just like I like to be conscious of my body and and how different parts of me feel and the fact that I can feel them and they feel good is like cool (laughs) yeah yeah what fantasies do you want to explore or just explorations in general if they aren't a specific fantasy Mm, I have a kind of a lot you know I think one that's pretty prominent in my life is I really attracted to like bi men that are into met, you know, like, mm-hmm. but also me. Totally, totally. <laughs> like, I think that that's definitely one of those things I would love to try, you know, like a threesome with yeah. like two men that also like each other. That yeah. also like me, that's like, also one of my fantasies. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think bi men are just fucking amazing and they're so sexy and they're just so like, I mean, the ones that I've met anyways, I've always just been so secure in a way of like themselves and I just feel comfy around them because it's like I know they don't feel 100% comfy around men either Mm. (laughs) so it's kind of funny to like interact with them and we get along in a different way but then we're also attracted to each other and that's awesome (laughs) because who isn't attracted to like a gay man you know like they're just so pretty I know I know and then when you're like oh they like you too that's just like the you hit the jackpot right there so I think that's definitely one of my biggest fantasies is boy and boy and boy you know would you ever go to like a sex party or a sex club oh yeah oh yeah I I I hope that after the pandemic I have more you know opportunities me too oh I cannot wait for my second vaccination (laughs) I'm about to get my first one soon because I uh at the end of the year I hope 
plan. I hope to go to Europe. I'm planning to go see some family nice. by the end of the year if I get the vaccine. So Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. What about sexting nudes? I think that's what we haven't covered yet. So I've never, I've never really been into sending nudes or anything like that. You just I love think... looking at your boobs in the mirror. I love that. Yeah. I love I mean, that. I just love my own body, but I don't think I've ever been like, oh, the kind of person has sent. I'm, and I have, but it's never been like, it made me turn on. It yeah. was more like, oh, I know that it will turn you on. Okay. Whatever. But I think the only time I really like receiving or getting or, or sending, I love when women send me news. I think I just okay. really like women's bodies. Yeah. I general. mean, they're I so think. beautiful. I could stare at them forever. Like, and I, yeah, like I, I will not normally get too many nudes from women because I am a, I'm a shy, I'm a shy female. Yeah lover yeah same <laughs> you know so I, I but when I do when I meet girls that do or like sometimes my girlfriends will even like send me pictures of them in like their cute lingerie or whatever before they go see their man and I'm like oh shit <laughs> like I love receiving that kind of stuff and I think that if I was with a partner I would I would be more keen to sending them but not really okay. otherwise what are your sexual hopes for yourself going forward I love this question because I am really trying to be with more women mm. this this next coming years because I had not I've not had as many experiences with them as I would have liked growing up so I'd like to have that <laughs> I'd have to I'd like to have some more experience because I have grown to really like like I said earlier I think like I was really like had a romantic as a kid mm -hmm. I don't understand that you could really like want to be with a woman in that way and now it's completely changed uh -huh. now I'm like I I want a girlfriend yeah. <laughs> like, I want to I be with a girl I want to be with a, a a female presenting person or a feminine presenting person regardless I just love the femininity aspect of it and I want to explore that so much more <laughs> like, totally this year especially I'm just like we did not talk about your submissive and future dominant self Oh my god! I thought that was like that was the whole thing. What the uh, fuck? <laughs> I don't know how that even like uh. So basically, like as in my male experiences, I've always been submissive. Like mm -hmm. I just felt comfortable in that place, and I and I like it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I have a little bit of like a degradation kink, a little bit Me too. in there, and I like kind of being dominated and, and spanked and and things like that. And I think that. That was always kind of shown, portrayed in the media and things like that with men, male mm. and females. So that, that just kind of felt normal to me. And I felt comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily ever have any professional doms okay. or anyone that was like truly, you know, formal, like formal. Okay. And, and, you know, so you've never like, just... had your own collar or anything like that? No. Do you think that's something you would want? Absolutely. I, w I would love to explore all those things. I think I'm still young and hoping yeah. that those, will, those things will come in the future. But okay. I mean, from my experiences so far, I definitely like the dominating aspect of male and female sex. Like, like I usually am more submissive with men, but with females, I'm a little bit more dominating. Oh, ooh, okay. I don't know why. It just always felt right to me because I'm normally into more like girly girls, you know, a little bit more hyper feminine women. Yeah. And so I don't know because society or whatever, whatever. It just it just felt right to be like dominant one. Fuck yeah! Recently, being my girlfriend, one of my homegirls, my best friends, we've been talking. She's more of a dom. Okay. She's actually with a bi guy, and he's more submissive. 
And I'm like, yes. Like, yeah. And she's like, you know, and she's like, I really want to learn how to dom. Like, I really want to learn how to actually dom mm-hmm. in, a, in a good way, you know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. be respectful. And I'm like, I kind of want to, too. Like, I have this curiosity yeah. of it because not only because I want to do it, but because I want to learn how it should be done. Yeah. You know, yes. like how I should, as a sub, should expect yes. someone to treat I highly I recommend like the new top book and the new bottoming book by Janet Hardy and Dossie Easton. And also my next big project is going to be a very public learning how to become a Dom. Dude, that would be amazing. Yeah. Me and my friend were actually uh, looking into some classes with like some, mm-hmm. uh, this woman who does a lot of different classes, like Great. Dom classes. I recommend classes for sure. That is how my master was trained. So that's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. That that's kind of the point that I wanted to get to is because like, yeah, I'm really into like most exploration. Like since I have discovered my sexual identity and my gender identity, I've just been like, I'm free to do whatever. Yeah. You know, like I want to try it all. I don't want to limit myself to something. Obviously, unless it makes me uncomfortable. But yeah. I wanna try it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? I think it would probably go back to 15 when I first started having sex more and I would tell myself to slow down. Hmm. Like, just tell myself that you're not an adult yet. You still have years to learn about this and explore it. And I think that Learning at a at that young of an age wasn't necessarily bad, but it wasn't necessarily good. And I think I would have rather learned it now than at that time and, and those experiences. So I would tell myself to slow down a little bit. Okay. Do you have a sex question for me? Yeah. <laughs> I actually want to ask you, like, when was the first time you discovered, like, felt, like, comfortable with expressing your sexuality? Like, Like, when you finally felt, like, I'm okay with just being weird and silly and sexual and, and I don't care what other people think. And what made you, what inspired you to be like that? Well, I want to first just say, I still get shy all the time. Every day I'm like, why am I so publicly weird? Why am I doing this? And then, (laughs) and then I'm like, oh, because it's fine and it doesn't matter. And because it's actually a much preferable for me way to live rather than like worrying about what people think all the time which I think for me is something that I'm never going to completely escape honestly I can't tell you exactly when but there was a shift that happened in the first six months with my master former master current I don't know right uh, <laughs> TBD there was a moment that I realized it was because it wasn't like our first night together and I'm like I'm amazing now and I know these things it was more like a shift in that time of like wait I can be fully accepted as my own self and like cherished for it and appreciated and I I don't have to judge myself for the fact that I don't want to control everything all the time wait I'm allowed to you know and so it I think it was this experience of feeling totally and wholly accepted So I also met my master in 2017 in the spring, which was the year of me too, like later that fall. And so as these conversations started happening, I was like suddenly realizing that my experience in the world sexually, because even pre him, I'd always had like pretty good experience. Like it was very disappointing sex overall, but I liked sex so much and I had never had anyone force themselves upon me in, in any way. And so I was like, oh, 
I have a fuck ton of privilege that I didn't realize. And I've only been refraining from talking about sex publicly because I was just like following this unspoken social rule. But it was also kind of coincided with two years of me doing some deep soul searching about my values and thing that I only want to create things that help other people because I had been working with some people that I was like, I thought I was helping and I was I was just helping them make money. And I thought <laughs> right. I was like going to help women learn to date, you know. Right. <laughs> and so I think the confluence of those two things of being like, oh, wait, all of these societal rules are bullshit and I'm having amazing sex and other people want to have that, too. I should just talk about it. And so so all of that kind of came together in this in this strange way that I will say is not like a permanent mark upon me because I still get just as shy, just as nervous with new partners. And that is why it's like been really hard for me, especially now that new potential partners are like highly suspicious of me because they're like, how many thousands of people do listen to you talk about your personal details? I'm like, no, it's not like that. It's a, I mean, it is, but it isn't like, you don't understand. (laughs) They're very nice people. Like everyone who writes to me is like, yeah. So I love hearing that. Like, honestly, that that's a great, that's a great answer because of course it's like, when I first started hearing your your show, like I was very inspired by you. Yeah. Like just right off the back, I was like, "Oh God, I love this this person who just like loves to talk about sex and is just so comfortable around it and just feels like allows other people to feel comfortable talking about it, yeah. even people who didn't grow up feeling comfortable talking about it that's and stuff." Me. Like, I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah, like, I, I really admire that. So I just want to know, like, oh, when did that kind of happen for you? Like, when did it just feel like? Yeah. Like, okay, like, let's just talk about it. I don't care. You know, I, yeah. I think that that's awesome. And I admire that. <laughs> it's it's a journey and a choice I have to continue to make, especially this week, because I've like I got some feedback from people that like don't know me and it's not a thing. But I was like, oh, my God, maybe I am living my life completely wrong. You know, and so <laughs> and so I'm like, no, it doesn't. What do I actually care about? I want people to fuck. I believe it actually makes us more creative, more connected and less judgmental, because I think that's a place where we can start to let go of shame if we feel safe if we don't feel like we're going to be attacked so i I love your show it has honestly like taught me a lot about myself and made me feel a lot more comfortable so i appreciate your content so much yeah oh i'm so grateful Edie. thank you so much for being a guest yes thank you thank you for having me so much lovely humans thank you for listening If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcasts, especially Spotify, since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. (laughs) I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. Sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Wiley, or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. Wiley.com slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love 
to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection. 